0: Welcome to episode 29. My name is Alicia, the host of this podcast called Journey to Bravery. I really am so glad that you're listening today because we are going to be talking about some ways thankfulness can be cultivated in the hearts of our children. Man, oh man, isn't that just something all of us mamas want to be able to do? But in today's on-demand society where we can order something online and have it delivered that same day, or we don't even have to do our own grocery shopping or even pick it up anymore because we can have it delivered right to our front porch. Technology is advancing at a rapid rate and we have gadgets galore all of them appealing and creating an instant craving or need to have attitude within us and our children. Commercials are targeted to catch the eye of our kids and all we hear is, "'Mom, I want that for my birthday. Oh, I want that too, and that, and that.' Or, "'So and so has this, so can I have one too?' The challenges are really stacked high against us when it comes to raising kids who are genuinely thankful even when they don't have all those things they saw in the commercials or the things their friends have. So today, I'm going to share eight things that you can try and practice in your home with your kids and know that thankfulness is not an instant quality you will see in your children. It's a lot of planting seeds, repetition putting things to practice, creating habits. So one, don't be discouraged, mama, if you don't see instant results. Be patient, be steadfast, be diligent, and trust God to work in them as he also works in you. And two, Don't feel overwhelmed to do all the things that I'm sharing today, but just keep them in mind, like tools you have when you need them. In my household, some of these things we practice seasonally. Some are with times of discipline and some God impresses on me based on what my child needs in that moment. So let's jump in and these are in no particular order, just some things I've put to practice in my home and have seen positive results because of it. Number one, chores. This is something that my children do daily. And I'm not talking about just pick up your toys and make your bed, but real household chores. And if your children are still little, that's always a really good place to start. But as they grow in age, you can add chores like putting dishes away, dusting, yard work, trash, bathrooms. Their own laundry is a big one. And just in having my kids do these kinds of chores, I've had the opportunity to really minister to their grumbling, complaining hearts with scriptures like Philippians 2.14 that says to do all things without grumbling and teaching them to really appreciate the things God has given them by taking care of them. That when we do household chores and take care of our things well, it shows God we are thankful for everything He has given us. So, Mama, the next time you give your kids a to-do list of chores, be sure to fill their heart with biblical instruction to have a cheerful heart so you can develop in them true thankfulness for what they have. Two, less is more. I think it goes without saying that when we have an abundance of something, we tend to take it for granted, to not appreciate it as we should. I've seen a lack of respect in my kids for the things they have when they are overloaded with things like their toys or clothes. We've had an issue in our household with kids destroying or breaking things, and really for no reason at all, just because they wanted to. When they have so much of something. they don't have to value it. Let's take pencils, for example. If they want to break one, who cares? They can just go get another one. We have so many of them. But if there is only one pencil in the entire house, that pencil will be cherished and taken care of because it's the only one. And I love this simple truth found in Luke chapter 16 that says, One who is faithful with very little will also be faithful with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. I know I struggle with being quick to give my children all the things and oftentimes giving them more than what they really need. But this truth reminds me that a heart of thankfulness starts with them having less. And as they learn to appreciate and respect their things, I can trust them with more. Three, gratitude journals. We typically do this as a summertime activity because the school workload is a bit lighter and this really helps my kids to continue working on their handwriting and their spelling and we really just have more time to actually sit down and and focus on it. But each morning or at least four mornings out of the week, depending on our schedule, they will grab their gratitude journals and write out three things they are thankful for and then we share them with one another and it just really sets us up for the day with a rejoiceful heart and a good attitude. And over time, they begin to recognize the internal effects of being thankful and starting their day in that way. 4. Remember His Goodness Deuteronomy 8, 10-14 paints the perfect picture of what we tend to do when we forget all the wonderful things God has done and the way he has provided for each one of us. It says, When you have eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you, but that this is the time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey his commands, regulations, and decrees that I am giving you today. For when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in, and when your flocks and herds have become very large and your silver and gold have multiplied along with everything else, be careful. Careful, do not become proud at that time and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. I'll stop there, but it continues to go on and on about the importance of remembering who God is faithful, loving thoughtful, timely, and a very good provider. When my children get in these unthankful ruts, I have to sit down with them and point out the things God has done for them, the things he has given them, like a family, a mom and dad, siblings, a house, friends, a caring church. And this helps to bring my kids' perspective back into a healthy place. This is such a great opportunity to have them experience how God changes hearts when the focus is on him. Five, do not compare with a coveting attitude. And what I mean by this is comparing and then wishing you had that person's gifts, talents, blessings, and just measuring yourself against them in an unhealthy way. This is a topic that really deserves a whole episode or two. But in short, differences are part of God's design. We know because scripture tells us that each person is a part of the body and serves a different purpose. And it's so beautiful how God brings everyone's strengths and weaknesses together for His glory. And I'm speaking from experience when I make this statement, but unless you are confident and secure in who God created you to be, you shouldn't compare. Because it will lead to insecurity and most likely a coveting heart. Again, I know because I have fallen victim to that so many times. But once I really understood the unique way God created me and how he so thoughtfully provided for my every need, which are different from others, then I could look at the gifts my neighbor had and appreciate those gifts God gave them, knowing they are also a part of the body and not the same part that I am designed for. When our children are rooted in this truth and really get how God created us to live together, they can look at their peers and appreciate what God is doing in their life or giving to them instead of covet. Of course, it will take reminding and sometimes they'll get it right and sometimes they won't. But that is where we come in as mamas to remind them who they are in Christ. Six. Pray with thankfulness. Scripture says to enter his gates with thanksgiving, to not worry about anything, but instead by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Prayer is such a beautiful, intimate way to connect with God. When my children pray and when they hear me pray, it needs to start consist of and end in thankfulness. Why? Not just because Scripture says so, but because He is good. Thanksgiving is not contingent on my circumstances. It should stand firm in my heart because He is unchanging, unwavering in His faithfulness and steadfast in His love and kindness. If I am in a place of struggle, coming to Him in thankfulness reminds me who He is, humbles me before His throne, and I can cast my cares at His feet because I am reminded in that thankfulness that nothing is too hard for Him. 7. Serve others. This helps our kids to take their eyes off their own needs, wants and issues and onto someone else's. So often my children only see what's in front of them or get caught up living in their own little bubble of problems and feelings. I mean, I do as well but serving others takes us out of our self-centered way of thinking and puts us into reality and that reality is that there is a whole world of people out there that are not only suffering but don't know Jesus who is the way the truth and the life. When we take our eyes off ourselves to serve in our community we are quickly humbled and filled with thankfulness for not only what he's done for us but for others as well. Serving helps our kids to see past their own perspective and into someone else's. It helps to develop empathy and compassion and keeps their heart rooted in thankfulness. Acts 20:35 says, "In all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way we must help and remember the words of Lord Jesus how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive." 8 Spend time in His Word, and this basically empowers our children and us to do all the above that I just talked about. Spending time in, in His Word, our children get to learn the character of God, discover His wonderful and many attributes. They encounter His love and receive clear instruction on how to walk this faith thing out. Being in his word is where they find themselves, root themselves in truth, and secure their faith. Time in his word reveals more and more about this wonderful God that we serve. And when our kids discover that, even in bits and pieces, they will be overwhelmed with thankfulness. It is our daily bread, gives us what we need, and we can rejoice with thankfulness because of that. So, Mamas, those are the eight things that I do in my home and can testify to being fruitful. However, there are many, many ways to develop thankfulness in the hearts of our children, and I always recommend praying that God would show you how to do that with your children. Some of the things I shared may be of help to you and your family, and I pray that they are. But at the end of the day, Father knows best just what your family needs and how to get you all where you need to be. So above all, pray. And if you've been enjoying this podcast, I want to challenge you to share it or to leave a review for me and be sure to check back next week because I've actually got some pretty exciting news that I am so eager to share with you all. So until next week, mamas, be blessed, be brave, and remember who it is that equips you for this good work.